Probably, if you live in New Bedford, you probably heard of him. Uh, Reverend David Lima is a amazing man of God who does so much for our city, uh, and so I'm excited to have a conversation with him, like we've been doing the past few weeks around the topic of the pandemic virus and what can we learn from it, and what are some things that we can be doing to help our city along the way. So, thank you so much for being here, Reverend. How are you today? I'm uh, I'm doing well, and thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. It's so good to have you here, a man who has his hands on so many different things. I mean, I don't even know where to start, you know? Uh, sometimes neither do I, but, uh, <laughs> and, and and don't get me wrong, I, I'm, you know, it, sometimes I feel like I, I'm, I'm the city's Rolodex more than I am, you know, uh, anything else, but, uh, but, but the thing is, is God has, God has opened some doors that we've been able to walk through, and we, uh, Without God, we couldn't do any of the things that we're doing, and uh, and I'm grateful yeah. that uh, that uh, He gives us the strength to do it. Absolutely. And um, speaking of strength to do it, what are some of the things that are you would say more, more pressing right now in this in this pandemic? Well, I think you and I would both agree that, especially as as ministers of the Lord, uh, the thing that we need to do more than anything else is pray. Pray for our people. Pray for people that are out there, especially alone and the elderly. We need to be uh, connecting with folks. I think there's an opportunity right now as human beings, you know, let's talk just as human beings, yeah. to be kind to one another and to show show the love that we should have. But it's not just something we should do as human beings. It's actually mandated by God. You know, more than anything else, we are supposed to love one another right. as we would want to be loved. The the two rules that God gave us more than the two commandments, more than anything else is to love God with all your heart, all your soul and all your might and to love others as you love yourself. Amen. You know, it's it, uh, now's an opportunity more than any time ever in my lifetime uh, to be able to minister to other people and to be able to show that love of God that we have on the inside of us. Yeah. Um, you know, we should be able to recognize the opportunities that are being afforded to us right now. Mm. And uh, and I think that's probably more than anything else is what we should be looking at. Amen. Um, how do you think the city is responding to this crisis? Uh, I think in some places the city has been great in leading response. I think there are avenues, and, and I don't want to be critical of them during the response, but let's just say there are a few of us in the community that have helped them see some of the weaker areas. Uh, I think that there are a lot of uh, needs, uh, both with the poor and the uh, the homeless. Uh, I think that we need to make connections and to make sure that there's a, a viable place for food security and making sure we're getting food. You know, with a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are, that are living in fear right now. Mm. And, uh, you know, so, okay, we're all told that we should stay home and stay separated from everyone else. So now we also have the isolation that comes and the depression that kicks in. Uh, as Christians and ministers of the Lord, we, and that, and when I say ministers of the Lord, that's all of us. God right. calls us all to be ministers. Right. 
Uh, we should be reaching out to people that we know are alone, people that we know that may have already high anxiety or, or other states. These are things that we can connect and strengthen them. That's what the Lord tells us to do. Yeah. You know, when those are weak, let those who are strong rise up and help them. Because right. there's going to be a time that we may be weak and we need somebody strong to be able to lift us up. Absolutely. And I think there's opportunities right now for the church to show itself strong. Yeah. And that's what we should be doing. You know, you you have a unique calling where you work hand in hand with the government and the city officials and, and you're also a pastor. How do you maneuver through all of that as a believer? Well, number one, I have to remember that not everybody believes like I do. So first, in order to get some respect, you got to give respect and have understanding. That being said, you can't, you cannot uh, compromise your values and your beliefs, okay? So uh, if I want to be heard, sometimes I got to listen, but at the same time, I'm not going to compromise who I am in Christ, who I am as a, a Christian father, a Christian husband, and a Christian leader, yeah. okay? Uh but when I'm working with the community, that means I'm going to be working with other people that may not believe like I do yeah. or think like I do, but the needs are the same. And when we're working close together, we come to realize that sometimes the things that we're afraid of, we shouldn't be afraid of. And now relationships are built. And I've seen a lot of people have come to the Lord and a lot of people that all of a sudden hear you rather than fear you. Mm. And I think so many times because sometimes, let's face it, the church, and you know this as well as I do, the church can come on pretty strong. Right. And uh, and we almost push people away before we even get them to listen right. or to be drawn to God. And it's not about bringing them to us. It's about bringing them to Jesus. Right. And so right now when people are have that high anxiety and everything else, we can pray more with them. We can give them something of ourselves. And maybe there's somebody that needs food somewhere. Maybe it's taking care of, a, you know, picking up somebody's groceries because they're afraid to go to the store, you know, and all of a sudden you're able to bless someone in, yeah. in, in some small way. And, uh, but it, to them, it means an, an enormous amount. Right. That's so good. And I'm sure you have seen and been in this long enough that you, you get discouraged, you get down. How do you keep your spirits up? Well, Two, two things. Number one, uh, God blessed me with a godly woman who, uh, when I come home and vent, and like everybody else in the world, I do vent at times. <laughs> she is there to love me, uh, hold me, and kick me in the behind. <laughs> How long have you been married? With, uh, it will be 40 years in That's August. awesome. 40 years. So I've had 40 years of kicks uh, that were necessary. Uh, Amen. I, I don't think she ever gave me one that wasn't necessary. Uh, but, 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 but we all do. That's an important thing to recognize. No matter how strong we are with our faith, there are times where we do need somebody to help pick us up. Yeah. And it's to have that godly spouse, that godly brother or sister that we can connect to, to pray with. It's, uh, it's having other brothers and sisters in the Lord that are in ministry that can help us, you know, even see where we are. Mm. When you're working with the community like like I do and, and others do, uh, but you're coming from the perspective of faith and, and you're not always working with people that believe like you do, 
sometimes it can get discouraging because, uh, I, you know, I've been challenged. Mm. I have been uh, questioned. Uh, I've been accused mm. uh, that uh, of, of, you know, I've been accused by brothers and sisters that believe more like, like we do. Uh, our conservative side of Christianity mm. that think that some of the things that I do is compromising. And yet there are others that see what I'm doing is connecting. And, and you were earlier, we were talking about Joseph and Daniel ministry and, yep. and, and Joseph and Daniel, that's exactly the ministry they had. And, and I had words once that were spoken over me long before I was even involved in the community. And uh, it's, it's said that I would be involved and that people would hear my voice. And back back then I was I was changing oil in mm. cars for a living. I was running a company that did that. Uh, but now that is the case. You yeah. know, people do want to hear some of the things that we're doing and they do want to uh, uh, do that. That's God lifting us up. Yeah. The, that, was, that was confirmation that helps me know that I'm here not because of me, but because God prepared a place for me just like he does for everybody that's within the sound of our voice. Yeah. We all have a destiny and we all have something that God's got something for us to do. That's so good. And what has been some of the highlights for you? What's some of your favorite things about having this type of calling? Seeing the breakthroughs that we can make, seeing the connections that helps the body of Christ as well as the community, uh, being able to see people thank and recognize you for the work that you do. But the thing that probably I'm the proudest of, uh, and, and, and I do want to make this clear is that there's nothing that I've done. That's been by myself. Mm. Number one, all glory goes to God. But number two, there's nothing that I do that I don't do collaboratively with others. It's about what we can do together. Yeah. And uh, maybe maybe people recognize me more because of the position that I have and I'm able to bring people together. But the bottom line is the work that gets recognized is not my bringing them together. It's us doing the work together. Yeah. And that's what's important and yeah. should never be lost on yeah. anybody. It's so good. What are some of the things that God's showing you during this, this crisis, personally or corporately? Well, personally, I think that... Uh, uh, we sometimes get so caught up in the work of the ministry, we don't stop to take the time personally to be as involved. Mm-hmm. I think we ministers can get into that real easy. Yeah. You know, we put in a lot of study for our for our Bible studies, for our services that we're going to do, for the counseling that we might do. We do a lot of that, but we don't necessarily always take the time to personal personal time with the Lord. Mm-hmm setting that time aside and being able to just have that quiet time so that the Holy Spirit can can work on you and, yeah. and can help teach you and lead you. You know, we sometimes think the work makes up for the the uh, that personal time with God. Yeah. We all need it. Right. Adventists probably need it more than anybody else. Absolutely. You know, and uh, so that's that's one of the important things. The connections, the connections that sometimes we don't necessarily see and hear. I confessed to you earlier that, uh, you know, we have a, a nightly meeting with uh, with my folks, the Zoom. Yeah. I never heard the word Zoom before. And when this is over, I pray never to hear it again. Oh, man. I, okay. I, I was thinking about the people who invested in Zoom 
in early days. Oh, I what, what is a stock right now? You know, and, you know? and so, so the thing is, though, um, I'm meeting with people every night. We, we thought we'd do just a check-in. Now, we do a Monday night Bible study. We do a Thursday night prayer group. Uh, but I figured, okay, there's a few people that have been going through some things. I told everybody, look, 7 o'clock, my wife and I will be on. You know, checking in with us if you'd like. So we just called it the check-in. Yeah. And uh, if I if if people aren't talking, or if we're not ministering, we usually read a devotional. We have a little word of prayer, uh, but we're just asking people to just you know, what are your needs? What's going on? Is there anything that we want to lift up? Things that we need to pray for. And people don't want to let go. Hmm. Pastor, you're shutting down already. <laughs> and I says, well, this was supposed to be a 10 or 15 minute check-in, you know, uh, but okay. So as long as you're talking, we'll stay, you know, reasonable time. Yeah. And, uh, but somebody said to me, says, Pastor, you don't understand. I feel more connected with God, with the church now and with you folks mm-hmm. now that we're separated than I did when we were all coming together in the church. (laughs) And I tell you, you have to do some, as a minister. Yeah. I know she didn't mean that in a, in a, in a bad way, but I had to look at it and say, son of a gun, if this is what people are feeling, what is it that we're missing in our weekly gatherings? Yeah. It's, you know, it's a good point. You can fill a house and still have people that feel all alone. Yeah. Oh man. We can say that again. Right. Um, and speaking of people feeling all alone, what what would be some of your words of encouragement to to those out there right now who are feeling like disconnected and and kind of struggling through this crisis? Well, you're not alone. Uh, you know, as as uh, as Christian ministers, the first thing we're going to tell you always is that God's there for you. Um, but if you don't feel that if you don't know God uh, as as God would want to be known and knows you. Uh, know that he does think of you and he does love you. He sent his son to die for you. He sent his Holy Spirit, as as it's referred to in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. So if you need comfort, you need God. You need to know who he is and, and let the Holy Spirit work with you. But I would also tell you that I'm sure you know Christian brothers and sisters. Reach out to them. And I'm going to speak to the Christian brothers and sisters that are out there. You need to be reaching out to people that you know, no matter who they are especially if they're alone, especially if they're elderly, especially if you haven't heard from them in a while. Give them a call. Say, hey, how you doing? You were on my heart. Because if you're thinking about them, they're on your heart. And you know who put it there? The Holy Spirit, nine times out of ten, because the Holy Spirit wants you to do what you've been called to do, and that's to reach out to people and let them know about Jesus Christ. Spiritually, we can all strengthen one another and, uh, and trust and lean on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Would you uh, would you pray for for people out there, Reverend? Not just the believer, but uh, for the city, you know, and for our, for our citizens out there. Amen. So I just want to lift up this city to you, uh, New Bedford and the Greater New Bedford area. I wanna I wanna just thank you, Lord, first and foremost, God, that you have planted us in this in this place, and that you have given us an ability to to do the work in this this soil that you've given us. Lord, I just lift up this city and all its inhabitants, and I thank Absolutely. you, Father God, 
that even in this time where we are sheltered and separated, we are not alone. Yes, God. You are with us and you lead us and guide us. You sent your son to die for us that we could come to know you and become born again and, and just have you yes. in our lives. And you gave us the Holy Spirit to lead us, to teach us, to comfort us, and to guide us. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that no matter who is listening to the sound of my voice, I pray that you're touching them right where they are. Yes, Lord. And you're letting them know that not only are they cared for, but that they can help. They can receive help, I mean, yes. from the house of the Lord and from you directly. Yes, Jesus. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that opportunities will be coming up in their lives and in the lives of those who can and will minister to them, that they would come to know the life-saving grace, the absolute, absolute joy mm. of knowing who Jesus Christ is in their life. Lord, I ask for any healing that, that needs to be done to be done. Yes, but I'm not just talking physical in this community, Lord. I'm talking about spiritually as well. Yes, and I Lord. thank you, Lord, that you, you are doing something that even we don't recognize. Mm. Your hand is always greater and your thoughts are always higher. And Lord, I just thank you, Father God, that you would help us, those who lead and those who guide, to know what it is that you would have us do in these days. Because these days are not to be feared. Mm. These days, these days are to be grabbed and used so that we can be that light on the hill that you've called. So Lord, we just thank you and praise you for the opportunity to serve you and to serve one another. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you and appreciate the work that you do. And we, again, thank you for the opportunity and thank you and this ministry, New Life, for the work that you're doing and and how many people you're helping. We are so grateful. Amen. We're better together, right? Amen. And as usually, guys, don't forget that sharing is caring. So share this with somebody because it's going to bless someone out there. We all, like you just heard, need to reach out to each other and be a blessing to each other. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you next time. Blessings. Mm -hmm.